Hey everyone, welcome back. I have such a treat for you. I have a very good friend named Martha and Martha and I have known each other for, I don't know, around 15 years, I'd say. And Martha is going to talk to us today about cleaning your Airbnb. She is a phenomenal, has a phenomenal cleaning company. And uh, since I've gotten into the Airbnb, you know, I've asked her for tips and tricks. She uh, cleans, uh, her company takes care of Airbnb. And so here's what I want to say about this. So she's a good friend of mine, but it's such, so important to have a cleaning, a great cleaning crew on your team if you're going to be an Airbnb host, because the cleaning company can make or break you. And I know I struggle trying to find reliable, they're going to show up, they're going to do a great job. So Martha, welcome. Thank you so much for taking Super Bowl Sunday to talk to me. <laughs> Thank you for about, having me. Tell everybody who you are and about your company and Martha. Yeah, so I am Martha Holgan. I run a, it's a family run business. We're named M&M Cleaning Company. We've been in business since 2006 and um, our Airbnb division has actually been up and running since uh, 2009. Oh, I'm sorry, not 2009, 2018 um, is when we really started taking on more Airbnb in um, short-term rental business um, as normal clients. Um, so we have transitioned our process of regular residential cleaning and really modified it into what an Airbnb host needs. Right. And you and I had talked before about, you know, even before COVID, you were kind of on the cusp of, you know, kind of seeing what was going to happen, making sure right. supplies were there and everything. And then, you know, uh, Airbnb does require, you know, a certain level of cleaning, you know, if you're going to participate because of COVID and all of that. So, but I can tell you this, even without COVID, Martha and her team are above board. I mean, thank you above board. I mean, I can't say enough about their service and reliability. And when I was in the property management business, Martha was my go-to company when I had to do makeovers, um, makeovers, make readies, makeover, yeah. <laughs> she could do makeovers too, uh, turnovers. And in that entire time, which is well over a decade, I only had to call her company one time. And that was because they just forgot to clean the inside of the oven. But other than that, there's no breakage. They're reliable, polite. I mean, just, I could go on and on. So when I wanted to talk about Airbnbs and, you know, cleaning and, you know, cause that's such an important part of our business to get repeat business and to not have bad reviews. So Martha, what are some of the top things that hosts should look for in when they are looking to hire a cleaning group? Well, the interview process of uh, getting the correct cleaning crew is very important. You want to make sure that you have uh, established exactly what it is that you are expecting from them because every single company works a little bit differently. We all have different um, packages for Airbnb host. So you want to be able to tell them exactly, even if your list is extensive, let them know this is exactly what I need from you. And when you're interviewing them, make sure that they understand that and that they are capable of doing it. There are certain things that, for example, 
um, my company won't do because we either don't have the correct training or we just don't, um, for us, the time that is spent doing something like, um, you know, doing laundry inside the house versus bringing it back to our shop Mm -hmm. is not uh, efficient for us. So before you start interviewing a team, make sure that you write out exactly what it is that you think you're going to need and talk it over with each company. Um, and also ask them what, based on their experiences, what is the best thing to do as an Airbnb host? Especially um, if they're new hosts and they don't right. really know. So, yeah, because we have seen a lot of different things. We've seen a lot of hosts do make a lot of mistakes. And so we can sort of tell you, Hey, this is what works best. And this is what works best for us as a company to work with you. Um, because the way that we look at it is we're a, um, a relationship. There is a relationship Mm -hmm. here and there's teamwork that needs to happen. So if I don't understand exactly what it is that you need, then it's going to make my job a little bit harder. And at the end of the day, I want to keep you forever and ever, but I can't do that if I don't know what it is that you need and what it is that you're, that you want your guests to experience. And my team is part of that experience that they're going to have. Right. And, you know, one of the things that um, we should talk about is that, you know, you want to hire, um, you know, an excellent cleaning company, not just a person because I ran it. So a little caveat here. Uh, my first Airbnb is in an area that Martha does not service. I tried to talk her in to take it <laughs> on. Um, but what I found is that if you just hire a one person, you know, one person company or even two, what happens when you have to do a turnover in the same day or what happens if they get sick or uh, in one case, I had a gal that um, we had hired her. She seemed like she was doing a good job as a mother daughter team. The daughter was pregnant. She goes out for maternity leave and the mom has to leave and help her, you know, with the baby and everything. So fortunately we were able to cover that, but you have to kind of think about, you can't just have one person. You always got to have a backup. So, yeah. And uh, so I have my, uh, the, the, crew that I ended up getting in the area that Martha does not cover. So I do, I have them do things like shut off the water. So, you know, like, cause if the, if it's during the winter time, it's on the lake um, and no one's in there, I have them shut off the water and they also take care of the owner closet for me. They do take the laundry out. So do you add, do you think those services are good to advertise or do you get owners that ask you to do that? It depends on how hands-on you want to be as a host. For example, if you just want to take care of the scheduling and um, the customer service part of it, and you want the cleaning crew to come in and not just clean and disinfect, but also um, report back on any sort of damage or if your supplies are low, which is a little bit more of the management, um, Mm -hmm. it really depends on what it is that you want to do. Um, I have clients that they just because they're going to go to the property on a normal basis after every single checkout, they just want us to go in there and do the cleaning and disinfecting and change the linens. Um, There are other clients that take a different approach and they want us to take more responsibility for the home. And so with those clients, we do the, the home inspection to make sure that everything's in good shape. Nothing has been, is missing. Nothing is broken. Um, that, uh, your supplies are in good 
uh, in a good state. And those are usually the hosts that are out of town or they um, maybe they don't do Airbnb hosting as a full-time job. Mm -hmm. So it's part of our job to make sure that that runs smoothly. Um, And when you're talking about, for example, with you, you have a team of two and you have to do a turnover that's very within a couple hours. Um, You want to make sure that um, that's part of their cleaning responsibilities to make sure that they're in and out within, you know, like for example, we usually have about a four to five hour window Mm-hmm. Of doing a turnover um, with most of our clients, but there are some that won't um, schedule their guests immediately one after the other. Um, so it really is about what you what you need as a host. Yeah, and I think that's really important because I see a lot of posts on Facebook about you know how do you self manage. So what you just described is exactly what if people are looking to purchase properties and they don't live in that area, then they need to find, you know, a similar company to what you do and to pay accordingly. Right. So I pay a little bit more than just a cleaning fee because they're doing more and they do exactly what you're talking. So they're kind of managing it for me when I can't be there. They let me know, um, you know, if, if I need more coffee or, you know, whatever it is. Um, and then, like I said, they take the linens out. Um, while you were talking, I was thinking about, and we're going to talk about some horror stories because you've probably yeah. seen a few, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I, think I, I, learned, more, I learned more what people don't do wrong or leave bad. And then I was like, okay, I want to make sure I do that. But I was going to talk about the scheduling because if you are um, your cleaning crew, so if you're, you know, like if I have a check-in at 11, right? Or, or my check-in, let's say it's at three o'clock and my checkout is at 11 and I have same day because in high season that might happen, then you have to really make sure and, and really have a conversation with the company that you're hiring um, and what kind of system would they need to put in place to communicate? Because I, I know I challenge with that. I, I um, you know, I manage the calendar and all of that <clears throat> and I need to buy that app, you know, to kind of merge it but how did the uh, most of the hosts communicate with you about their calendar did they make you a co-host did they just text it to you did they how did they communicate their schedules a lot um well there's a lot of different ways that they will tell us um when they need the service the easiest way for you to do it or at least for some of our clients to do it is um we'll get an email as soon as they get a booking that says, well, I'm going to have a guest from this date to this day. Mm-hmm. And so in our system, we have it set up so that we know when your guest is going to check out and when the next one's coming in. Okay. Um, a big caveat that I do give my clients is as early as you can. And as soon as you have that booking, let us know mm-hmm. because we may, you know, if you're letting somebody check out late at 12, but your next guest is checking in exactly at three o'clock or exactly at two o'clock, our window gets smaller. Mm-hmm. So there is a lot more work when it gets to the scheduling part on our behalf. If you make any changes, if you stick with the five hour window with the six hour window, it's not a problem because that's part of our system. Um, so a lot of it is communication. Mm-hmm. And we like to have everything written down. So I love it when they send me emails. Um, even when they call me, I will email them back and say, just 
to verify this is what we talked about and these are the times that you're looking for. That's um, that's perfect. So, and and I know that you've had, um, you know, just the communication. So I think that that's a good tip is when you're, you know, interviewing, um, like I talked to, to a host the other day and she just texted, uh, we happen to have the same cleaning company. And so she is, cause I was asking her, well, how do you communicate with them? And so she's like, well, I just text them. Well, if you have multiple properties, that's hard to do, right? Because you could just get kind of confused. So we worked it out with her Google calendar um, and she has a similar scheduling uh, component like you do. So, well, I'm going to jump over to my list of questions. So yeah. one of the things, you know, why don't, why don't you talk about the insurance that people should require there? Because Airbnbs are a little bit different. You know, it's not like a long-term rental and you're, you know, you're coming in after the tenant moves out. So, you know, talk to me about the insurance that um, a host like myself should look for in the company that they're getting ready to hire. Because I had uh, one person like break something and they, they didn't even tell me. I mean, it was just a little figurine. Yeah. Um, but what if it was something, you know, they did and then it cost me not having that, you know, um, I don't know. For example, they I tell them to turn off the water and I happen to go to the property and all the faucets were on. Right. So what if they just went outside and turned, didn't come in the house and then the house flooded? Right. So right. what kind of insurance is is the best or the host? What kind of questions, I guess? Should the host ask? Yes. Um, well, you, first, you have to understand that every company or every person that you hire should have liability insurance. Um, they should always be insured, not just bonded, but insured. I've seen some companies that say oh, we're just bonded, but that's not, not going to cover you if you have any damage. Um, the second thing is make sure you do ask them because we're insured most companies are insured for the work that we do or the damage that is done because of the work that we do and right now especially in the last few years we're having to take on the subject of what about the airbnbs where we're doing a little bit more mm-hmm. where we actually um you know using their washing machines or using their dishwashing machines so make sure you do plainly ask and in an email, most preferably, um, make sure that you know, yes, we are insured in case we break your, your dishwashing machine or your washing machine or any other sort of equipment that's in the house. Um, and most importantly, ask them for a certificate of insurance. We can Mm -hmm. all provide that for you. It takes really a 30 second call to our insurance broker and say, Hey, I'd, I'd like a certificate of insurance for, this client um, in their name or their company name. And then it gets emailed to you either by the company or by our insurance broker. And what that does, it protects you in case I, you know, one of my team comes in and something and something huge breaks. Um, and they're, you know, we know that it's our fault or maybe we didn't notice it and you realize that it was broken. Um, it kind of cuts out the middleman because then you can contact the company, the insurance company directly mm-hmm. and an investigation starts. Um, you know, with us, we start an investigation a lot, most of the times, unless for some reason we don't notice something, um, we will note it in the report if we've seen it, seen it broken already and we'll let you know, or if it's our fault, we'll, we'll start the process of getting 
everything repaired and everything back to its normal place. Um, but the certificate of insurance is really important, especially if you're a host. Um, mm -hmm. It'll cut out a lot of problems in case you have any disputes with your cleaning company. Okay, good. And this conversation with Martha and I came up, um, I don't know, we had lunch and I was telling her about a cleaning crew that um, didn't turn on the dishwasher. We didn't know it. And the dishes kind of sat there and there was a period of time. And you shared with me that it might be that they can't turn on the dish would like to operate it because of your insurance, which I found very interesting. And so that started our conversation. We talked about insured versus, and what does bonded mean? Like uh, people might say, well, you know, I'm bonded. I'm, you know, they don't have the certificate. Of it. So what does bonded mean? What does that cover? So bonded is um, the way that we know it is, is it's just, uh, it's just a bond so that if I get sued by any of my clients, I can borrow money uh, based on that bond to pay for the lawsuit or pay for any damages mm -hmm. um, in and of itself does not cover the damages. That's okay. just a lawsuit. So you okay. want to make sure they have liability insurance. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. So a lot of people probably wouldn't know to even ask that because I know I didn't until, you know, you told me about it. I was like, oh, okay. That's why. And then well, in your certificate of insurance, sorry, one more thing in the certificate okay. of insurance, um, it will have the limits of what my coverage is. So on my certificate, it, it, you know, depending on the area, it'll say I'm covered up to $5 million in damages. And I'll have a little breakdown that way, you know, are they sufficiently um, insured for my mm -hmm. house or are they not? And if they're not, then now you, you know if something happens, kind of where your limits are going to be at. Well, and I would just say a caveat too. Um, uh, first, a disclaimer, uh, Martha and I are not uh, insurance people. We're not legal no. people. We're not CPAs. Yeah. So disclaimer there, it's, this is, you know, this is how she runs her company. Now I will say that, you know, if you have a property kind of out in the, the boonies or the sticks, you might be challenged with finding a company like, um, cause we're in the Dallas Fort Worth area. So what if that happens to a host, you know, let's say that they found some, you know, great cleaning people, but they're not insured, but that's pretty much, I mean, they say they're bonded, but you know, they're just not insured, but that's the best it's going to get in the area that they're in. Uh, then you have to talk to your insurance uh, broker or agent, um, whatever insurance you carry for liability in your Airbnb, see if it'll cover. Um, okay. it's just going to be a matter of if mine doesn't cover it, does yours cover it? Right. And, you know, when you're talking about a home, like you said, they left the water, the faucets on, somebody could have turned on the water. It would have maybe flooded. So then that's an issue for you. Mm -hmm. Um, if your cleaning company does not have the insurance to cover it, uh, the probability of you getting that money back from an individual is pretty low. Right. Um, so if your insurance covers it, you know, just double check. Yeah. And that's very good advice. And so that's what we're, the recommendation is if you're um, using a cleaning company that's only bonded or, you know, maybe they're just cleaning. Um, but I think it just kind of goes to show that how important and just as I've been doing, you know, the last couple of years, this Airbnb business, how important this one division, if you will, 
uh, of your Airbnb business because literally they can make or break you. So the same uh, example I was talking about. Again, Martha does not cover the area that I'm going to give this example. Yeah. We had a guest and um, they came in and happened to be over um, holiday. And uh, the coffee, we have a Mr. Coffee. Um, the coffee grounds hadn't been taken out. And so, you know, in Texas, it gets a little hot. And uh, if there had been some mold that had grown in the, you know, the mildew or whatever, not black mold or anything like that. And I was like horrified. I mean, the guest was really cool about it, but that was just, a, you know, I would just think, oh, well, why don't you clean, you know? And so that I had to add that to my checklist. So I, I give them a checklist and say, okay, make sure you check the coffee, you know, Mr. Coffee that the guest doesn't always um, you know, but that guest, she ended up giving me a five-star review, but she could have been, you know, really, uh, that could have been really bad. You know, it could have been bad. They could have left and they would have had grounds, you know, literally coffee grounds. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, what are some, okay. Well, we could sit here and talk about like, you know, how to clean this and get the smell out or whatever, but you know what, that's why you hire a good cleaning company. Right. And your solution might not be what somebody else has done, but, I think it would be fun to talk about what is the, well, first of all, have you ever had to fire a host? I mean, are you, you know, you're just because I know who you are and your company is in so much demand, but from an Airbnb standpoint, what is the thing, if you did fire a host, what was the thing that made you just say, you know what, I can't do this anymore? I've only had to fire uh, two hosts um, and both of them have been for the same thing. And that is the communication. Um, one I will tell you it was because they allowed, um, I guess, to stay. Um, I think they were supposed to check out at 11. They were a bridal party and they were supposed to check out at 11. And um, they, you know, my team got there like at 12 and they hadn't checked out. Um, and we could not get a hold of the host. Mm. we would call and call and call and we just could not get a hold of them and because in one hand I'm dealing with the guest that was very angry because we were trying to come in and do our job um and in this age of social media you know phones started to come out because they thought we were being unfair but really all we were trying to do was um access the home to clean it and we didn't realize that they, why they were still there. Mm -hmm. We hadn't been notified and we could not get a hold of the, of the host. Um, it wasn't until I contacted somebody else in their company that was not our point of contact that things kind of um, got fixed and we were able to do our job. Um, and that, that wasn't the first time that happened for this particular host. And so we just realized it was, I did not want to have to deal with a angry guest mm -hmm. um, because you can get into a lot of trouble and sometimes people want to argue and I, you know, we we just don't do that. And um, in that case, the host had given permission for them to stay. Right. And you're so right because, you know, here you have a bridal party. They you know, they don't have any idea why you're there in terms of like, well, you know, and so then, like you said, and you, you have such an excellent, um, 
reputation that you and you shouldn't be put into that into the middle of that right because that's really the most responsibility okay so so there you go there's a tip for everyone to make sure you're communicating clearly to your cleaning company so that you know they don't have to face the angry um person that's you know trying to get them out or whatever and that's really the host job okay so what was the other example of what a host should not do because I know you and I know that it has to be you know <laughs> well that, <laughs> the other host that I uh also let go of was uh also the communication part um she would double book people on um or excuse me she wouldn't tell us that somebody was coming in. So for example, she'd say, I have a guest that's checking out on Monday at one o'clock and then I don't have anybody else coming in until um, Wednesday at three o'clock. And so we would also offer, would you like us to come in immediately after they check out or some somewhere in the middle? And um, in this particular instance, she said, well, don't worry about it. Actually, I prefer you come on Wednesday morning. That way, everything's very fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, lo and behold, she booked somebody that Monday afternoon with somebody else booked the Airbnb to come in. And I get a call at, you know, six o'clock in the afternoon on a, on that Monday and very, very angry. So I, you know, very angry hosts, um, excuse me, guest that came to a house that was not in good shape, obviously. Um, and I sent out an emergency team out very late that afternoon. And um, we dealt with very angry ho- uh, guests um, uh-huh. who were very disrespectful and just really, really terrible to my people. And they didn't they didn't understand that it was out of our hands. Um, right. So it was I mean, another, it was the, the host scheduled somebody, but forgot to let you know so mm-hmm. that you could get the property. Yeah. And again, that's putting you in the middle. So as a, and you know, if I had an awesome cleaning crew on my Airbnbs, yeah. you know, with you, uh, with Mesno more, you know, I would make sure that I would be on the phone with the guest saying, Hey, that's not her fault. You know, she, you know, they, they were just there. I forgot to tell them whatever. So I think too, this is another tip for hosts is to take care. If you have a good cleaning company, a good cleaning crew, take care of them and don't put them in these situations. So, well, I'm going to shift gears now, Martha. And I wanted to ask you in your opinion, because this comes up quite a bit. How often do you think linens and towel linens and sheets and that kind of thing like towels how often do you think they should be replaced or um you know like is it I I know it's based on like you know wear and tear like obviously if you see a hole in the towel or hole in the sheet or they're you know completely stained then but just as a regular you know kind of as a host you know changing out our supplies what would you recommend you know every three months every six months what what do you see or what do you recommend uh, everybody's a little bit different. I would say probably the standard is at, at the most every six months, just go ahead and replace them. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some very good brands that are available to the public that actually hold up really, really well. Um, and so you can go a little bit further than six months, but it's a matter of checking it on a, on a consistent basis to make sure that the, 
you know, it's not becoming, the threads aren't coming out. Um, you know, the towels aren't getting too thin, that the um, sheets don't have any stains on them that you can't remove anymore, or that they're not starting to get ripped up. Um, once you start seeing that, uh, I mean, if you can probably attempt to repair them, but if not, just go ahead and replace them. Uh, because a lot of times that's, I mean, that's the way that you're, you're competing against hotels and that's going to be your winning point is the cleanliness and how good the sheets are. You know, they're not hard as a rock. Like you see them at hotels, <laughs> um, they're softer and they smell better. So, um, I would say don't wait longer than six months to change them out, but okay. it's really going to depend on what you see on okay. your house. Now for our listeners, do you want to give them where they can get those um, towels and um, sheets that might last a little longer? Um, honestly, the best ones that we have seen good, uh, host purchase are from Sam's Club, the Members Mark um, mm-hmm. linens, mm-hmm. their towels, um, their towels and the, uh, the, the all sides of towels um, except for like the makeup towels because they don't sell them. Um, they hold up really, really well after okay. a lot of washes. They're they're still thick and they're still fluffy. Um, they don't uh, thin out as quickly as the other ones do. Um, and then they also have another brand and I'm not sponsored by Sam's Club. Yes, she's going to pay for this. Neither do I. We're just <laughs> no. you know, giving tips out for the best. So. Yeah, and I think they're also one of the few carriers that carry London fog sheets um, that start off really, really smooth. They almost feel like silk and they continue to stay like that for a lot of washes. Um, Mm -hmm. They're very durable and they're not as hard. Um, I have seen a lot of people use like sheets from Target. Um, Those actually you have to replace a little bit faster than the other ones. but, I'm going to throw out my two cents. Um, I actually get my sheets from Walmart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they've actually lasted, they were holding up um, fairly well. You know, I, I haven't had to, re- and they wash really good, dry fast. And then I get towels, just uh, another place is um, uh, Sam's Club. Yeah. Is, you know, or Costco, Costco, sorry. Costco, they have uh, towels that are pretty reasonable and so far are so good. They've been holding up and I've probably used them for a little over six months. So I'm about due to, but we try to buy, um, we buy double what we need. You know, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a chunk of change in the beginning, but you know, it's well worth it. So you can have plenty of towels. Cause I had one guest that I guess just used every towel that was out. I have all white towels. Um, he was um, participating in a race in, um, in the area. And I guess it was a pretty muddy race because they used every towel. (laughs) Well, Martha, I'm going to, I want you to give people just uh, maybe a case study of a really bad, I mean, you've given us two bad situations where you had to fire a host, but what, and I don't know, maybe people won't want to hear this kind of like the Dr. Pimple popper moment, (laughs) but you've got to have seen some pretty, you know, different kinds of situations, not just, you know, from, uh, you know, being slobs or whatever, like food and everything, but, you know, from, a, from generally, cause I know this is a fear of, especially new hosts, you know, they're afraid people are going to trash their property. So I guess instead of giving the worst case scenario, do you see the worst case scenario very often? 
We don't, um, we don't when, when hosts take precautions. So for example, if, uh, if your house has a ring doorbell or they have um, exterior cameras that, you know, like the ring doorbell or the nest, they'll warn you if they see a lot of movement coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, usually those hosts don't have a lot of incidents. It's my, my hosts that don't have anything that monitor uh, who's coming in and out of their home um, that tend to have the big parties at their houses. Okay. Um, and we saw, well, I'll tell you the worst, worst. All right. Uh, Everybody's <laughs> dying to hear it. So just they're listening. Let's, let's keep them on the pins and needles. The worst was um, they had a party at the house. And they had rearranged all the furniture. None of the furniture was where it originally was. Um, There were broken tables. Um, You could tell they had played like beer pong on the on the dining room table, and it was sticky and gross. They had done like um, what is that called? The trash can punch in big buckets of. Um, oh yeah, where they do traffic buckets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were like three of them all around the house. And so if you ever seen that drink, it's um red. So all the floors had red spots and very sticky spots. Um there was we found broken windows. Um their carpet had been damaged um, from curling irons. They had they had like holes in them. Um, the furniture was really, really trashed. Um, all, all of their linens were extremely gross. Um, and they had left trash everywhere. Um, Mm. this particular house had a pool in it. And so you could tell they had a pool party. I mean, they just had a big party in that house and it must've been a lot of fun because they left that house so horrible. Um, and this was one of those houses where the guest asked to check out a little bit later and the host said yes and when we got there we usually have a way to enter the home there's usually like a key box at the door and there was no key there but the door was wide open so we thought you know my mm. team thought something's happening here um there were no keys to the car to the house anymore um so mm. it was a rush to get the house rekeyed or get that replacement key back in there and then the a lot of furniture was broken. Um, and when you have another guest coming in in a matter of hours, um, I mean, this host had to uh, book a more expensive Airbnb in the area for their guest because there was no way that that house was going to come back to its normal state, um, especially because uh, in this particular incident, they had smoked inside the house. Um both cigarettes and other substances. And so it penetrated the home. Um, and you really could not, I mean, I wouldn't have, if I had been a host, I would not have even allowed anybody to stay in that house for at least a week. Mm. It needed to get aired out and needed everything clean from top to bottom. Mm-mm-mm. I know. So tip for, tip for hosts, get exterior cameras. So you can, at least <laughs> I have exterior cameras. So I just monitor 
who's coming, like if the reservation and it does, it, your phone will just beep, beep, beep. And you can, you know, silence it, but you can kind of monitor your part, even if you don't live there and then get a keyless lock entry. Um, because had they had that, they wouldn't have had to give them the key. I know some hosts like to put it. And what we'll do is we'll put a backup in case, in case something happens with the keyless lock entry, we'll put a backup key, you know, we'll hide it, but we don't give them a key for that very reason, because then you didn't end up having to rekey the property. So, oh my gosh. So, yeah. well, Martha, I want to take say thank you so much for taking time to talk with me today about, you know, why um, your cleaning crew is the very best addition and you really need to spend some time in vetting them, interviewing them. And I would also say, you know, ask for references. Um, if you ever want to hire Martha, I mean, I'm just giving you her a testimonial <laughs> right now. I, you know, so like I said, I'm trying to get her to expand in my area. <laughs> I know. I it's coming. It's coming. All right. Slowly, but it's coming. Thank you. Thank you. So, <laughs> well, any any tips that you want to um, add for our host? I know you said that you had. We're going to have some materials for people, um, a checklist. So, anything you want to leave everybody with? Um, just remember that it's a uh, your cleaning crew is going to be there after every single visit more so than any other vendor, any other, your electrician won't be there. Hopefully they won't be there. Your plumber won't be there. Um, it's that cleaning crew that you really need to have open communication with. Um, be very honest about what you expect and also be prepared because the more you want, the more expensive it's going to be. But a com if they're worth it, um, if they do the job that you want them to do and it's peace of mind for you, then, you know, that fee that you're paying for at the end of the day, it's going to make you a bigger profit. Um, mm -hmm. because if you know, and you know, the, your, your, excuse me, your reviews and your rating, a lot of times it's about the clean cleanliness of your home. And that is so true. Mm -hmm. If yeah. you want to try to get super host status or whatever. So, well, hey, Martha, if people want to reach out or how can they get in contact with you? Do you have an email address or a company phone number that they can reach out to you if they have questions or maybe possibly hire you? Well, you are more than welcome to um, send us or visit our website at messnomore.com. Um, you can give us a call at 214-769-9398, or you can visit us on Instagram. I believe our handle is at messnomore. Um, we're on Facebook. We're on, um, we're not on Twitter yet, but we're in, on Instagram and Facebook for sure. Um, that phone number, you can text any questions, um, I will give you Nancy for your followers, that list that, um, we usually give our clients, um, as well as a sort of an interview questionnaire that we like to go through with them as with the, uh, with our clients as well. Yes. Great. Well, thank you again, Martha. I'm, I'm just so excited that you were able to make the time today because I know you're one busy woman. So thanks everybody for joining us. Stay tuned and don't forget to subscribe and share the page. Thanks.